It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Locked On BYU, your daily BYU Cougars podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everybody. I'm Jay Catch, host of the Locked On BYU podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you're here and you're listening to this podcast, get ready. We cover BYU sports top to bottom every day. Part of the podcast network's nickname, Your Team Every Day. So it's BYU for you every day. Thank you so much to each of you who have downloaded the podcast. If you're a returning listener, thanks for your continued support. If you're a new listener, first time listening to the show, welcome on in. I'm Jay Catch. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City. I'm a professional life as a radio reporter and producer. Cover the BYU Cougars, been doing it for nearly a decade, and it's an absolute privilege and honor to be bringing this podcast to you. Kind of lay out how the show is going to go today. We talked about the BYU defense versus the Cal offense yesterday. We're going to flip that today. We're going to talk about the Cal defense and what BYU's offense might be able to do against the Bears on Saturday night in their game. Kickoff set for 8.15 p.m. Mountain Time. Game will be televised on ESPN2. Very excited. Football season is here, and it's been fun, and we're only a week in, so let's enjoy it while it lasts. So I mentioned, yeah, we'll talk about the Cal defense in the first segment. In the second segment, I had a chance to speak with Dylan Cauley, BYU senior receiver, about his transition to joining BYU, get some of his thoughts on the Arizona win, and of course, previewing the Cal win as well. So that's coming up in the second segment, and in the third segment, I threw it out on Twitter earlier today asking for Twitter questions, so we'll get to that listener mailbag in the final segment of the show. Once again, thanks for tuning into the show. It's a pleasure to bring it to you, covering the BYU Cougars for you each and every day. So without further ado, let's dive on into the Cal defense. All right, so as I was preparing for the show today, I was kind of looking around and examining what Cal has on defense, and... I came away feeling like this is a similar setup to what Arizona had. Let me explain. I think Cal has got a more formidable defense than Arizona does simply by the virtue that they have two defensive coordinators coaching them 
And that means the actual defensive coordinator, Tim DeReuter, who was a star defensive coordinator at Texas A&M for a time and multiple other stops. And also Justin Wilcox, the head coach for Cal. This is his first head coaching job, but he was a standout defensive coordinator most recently at Wisconsin. So they have two guys who have brilliant defensive minds that they'll be trying to match wits with BYU's offense on Saturday night. And that, by virtue of that, I expect a stiffer test from Cal. Let's get that out of the way right now. So what I find similar about the setup for Cal and Arizona in terms of their alignments and their schemes and their players, excuse me, is the fact that their strength is in their linebacking core and their secondary. Arizona, we talked about last week, they had three freshman All-Americans at linebacker, had some talent in the secondary, but the defensive line was the suspect group among the bunch. And what did BYU proceed to do? They proceeded to punish Arizona's defensive line, ran the ball all over them all night long in that season opening win. Okay, I think BYU can do that again on Saturday night. It will be tougher. Cal has got more athletes in the defensive line. They've recruited that position better than Arizona has in recent years. Rich Rodriguez did Kevin Sumlin no favors in terms of recruiting defensive linemen for about a three-year stretch. But Cal, like I said, has got plenty of talent, but their strength is in their their linebacking core. A couple of guys you'll need to note um, from their game against uh, um, North Carolina on Saturday, their leading tackler on the day was Evan Weaver. He's an inside linebacker. Where's number 89? Kind of an interesting number for a linebacker. He had 13 solo tackles against North Carolina in that season opening win. Um, Cameron Good is another fantastic prospect. He's a young player, I believe he's a sophomore this year. Had three tackles and an interception that he returned for 38 yards against North Carolina. But he will miss this game against BYU due to an injury. Originally feared to be season-ending, but reports out of Berkeley say that it might not be season-ending and he could return, but he is most definitely out for this game. The other talent that, in my opinion, might be the best player outside of good on this defense is, let me pronounce this correctly, I'm looking it up right now, Jordan Kanashik. He's a middle linebacker from Sacramento, California, by way of American River College. He's a senior. I think he's, outside of good, is probably the best player on Cal's defense. Weaver took the 13 tackles to take the tackle lead on the day against North Carolina, but Kanashik does so many good things. He'll be a guy to keep an eye on. He wears number 59 if you want to know a number to keep an eye out for. So the question will be if BYU can line up against this Cal defense and punish them enough that where Kanashik and Weaver are getting tackles, but they're making those tackles three and four yards down the field, or if Cal can force BYU's offensive line to have some issues where they can make tackles for loss. It's the chess match. We'll see how it all plays out. Cal also has plenty of talent in their defensive secondary. A year ago, they started two freshmen at cornerback, and that has paid off because both of them, I think, are decent players in my mind. Um, First one is Cameron Bynum, but the one I'm really excited about is Elijah Hicks. He's a kid out of Long Beach, California, went to La Mirada High School down there in Southern California. Both of them good players. Hicks, in my opinion, the better of the two. But like I said, they were freshmen a year ago. Sophomores have got plenty of game experience, and they'll be lining up against BYU's receivers. It'll be incumbent upon BYU's receivers to win those battles. 
Also in the secondary, they start two, uh, well, juniors now. They were sophomores a year ago, Jalen Hawkins and Ashton Davis. They also have another safety, which is one of the best names in all of college football, in my opinion. He's a senior by the name of Quentin Tartable. It's, it's, it's spelled exactly how I just pronounced it, Tartable. And I think those five guys are going to be the main five guys you see BYU facing off against. The The question will be is if BYU's wide receiving core, Akile Davis, Dylan Cauley, Micah Simon, and also the tight end core led by Matt Bushman, can they get separation like they did against Arizona at points and can Tanner Mangum find them? The best friend of all of that is going to be for BYU to run the ball. If BYU has success getting three and four yards on first and second down, it's going to be a similar game plan to what Arizona, to what they did against Arizona. Control the clock, score points, and just wait out the game to end. I thought it was a master stroke what Jeff Grimes did last week with the four-minute offense to end the game, the ball control offense that they just went out and absolutely dominated the offensive and defensive lines. I expect this to be a stiffer challenge against Cal. I expect Cal to, like I said, with the, just with the coaching alone, to put up more of a fight because they, now they actually had have film of BYU on offense. But Jeff Grimes told the media yesterday that the film from Arizona was only about 50% or maybe just a little more, he thought, of, than 50% of the play calls that were installed for that game. So that means BYU's got a few more things up their sleeve, which you, you'd expect entering the second game of the year. You haven't shown everything you've got quite yet. But expect Cal to have a very coherent game plan and be ready to face off against BYU. I'm excited to see how it all goes down. I think BYU should come out and try and pound it down Cal's throat. They should do that in every game this year, let's be frank. But I do believe they ha- they should have some success. The question is, can they score enough points? We'll get to my final prediction tomorrow. I'm still going to mull it over. But I do think BYU's offense can have similar type success that they had against Cal, against Arizona, that they do against Cal on Saturday night. But the proof is in the pudding, and we'll see what happens on Saturday night when they actually line up, tighten up those chin straps, and, and go to battle. It's that, it's, that's why they play the games, plain and simple. I'm excited for this game. It should be a lot of fun. But I do expect BYU's offense to, to run a similar scheme that they ran against Arizona when they face up against Cal, and I expect them to have success. I think they can score in the 20s very easily in this game. Hopefully, if you clean up some of those mistakes, the – false starts, the illegal formations that seem to kill certain drives against Arizona. You push that into the 30s, and I feel like BYU has a decent chance in this game. We'll get to more of a prediction tomorrow. I'll give you my score prediction then, but I wanted to give you a little bit of my thoughts on what the Cal defense presents. But like I said, similar look to what Arizona had, probably a more coherent defensive scheme all in all, considering it's a second game they actually have more film to prepare with. But I do feel like BYU has the advantage in the trenches, and that's exactly where Jeff Grimes wants teams to be outmanned, is in the trenches particularly. Should be a lot of fun. We'll get to more thoughts on this tomorrow on the show. But coming up next, we're going to talk with Dylan Colley, get his thoughts on the Arizona win, what he expects from Cal. I even asked him what is – because Dylan, with two brothers and a dad who played at BYU – 
Provo is a second home to him growing up. So I also asked him what his favorite places to eat at, what he likes to do around Provo as well. Kind of a fun part of the of the interview. We'll get to all that coming up next. But real quick before we go, the NFL is here, guys. And if you're a fantasy football player, the Locked On Fantasy Football Net, Locked On Fan, Locked On Podcast Network, excuse me, is delivering for you. Locked On has a brand new fantasy football show called Locked On Fantasy Football 24 7. Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 gives you the latest trends, hot roster moves, and where to get the advantage. Plus, Ethan Turner, their injury expert, gives you the edge. Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 is here to help you win your league. Check that out. We'll be back on the other side with Dylan Colley, and I also have a listener mailbag at the end of the show. That's all coming right here on Locked On BYU. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Guys, you know, ever since I started this podcast and also in my day-to-day life with my sports media career, people ask me a lot for advice. A lot of times it's what team to bet on this week in terms of which team might win. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win the games, but if you think you know, you should check out my guys at my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. The guys in my bookie have been in business for years, they've got great reviews online, and the mobile site they have is easy to use and navigate. Lay down some cash and win big today. One of my favorite parts about my bookie is the ability to bet on fantasy, and in terms of what they do, you also can even bet on over-under of how many fantasy points a player will score in each game. I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie that you win, they pay. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000. Use promo code on college to activate this offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E. And don't forget to use that promo code on college when creating your account to claim this bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. That's my bookie. Locked On BYU, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to Locked On BYU Podcast for you. I'm Jay Catch, your host, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering BYU for you every day, catching up on everything you need to know about the Cougars. Of course, if you watch the game on Saturday night, BYU got a critical conversion from Dylan Cauley on a pass that... After review, it should have been a pass interference call, but him being a collie, he just made sure that he kept his eye on the ball, even though he got absolutely blasted from behind. Comes up with the pass. It leads to Matt Bushman's touchdown catch a few plays later, and BYU took a lead they'd never relinquish in their season opening win. Dylan Cauley, a great addition to this program, of course, had some good years out there at Hawaii, Nothing statistically wild, but he did play on some Hawaii teams that were not great, let's be honest. They're great this year. If you haven't seen the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors play yet, yeah, it's worth staying up watching those late-night games. I think they play at 10 p.m. 
on this weekend. It should be on that new Watch Stadium app if you have one of those over-the-top streaming devices. Hawaii's worth watching. But BYU got one of their best receivers to transfer to come home to BYU, in essence. Dylan Colley, that last name, Colley is synonymous with excellence as a wide receiver. And Colley is one of is one of the guys that I'm really excited for in this offense. Ten guys caught passes a week ago in that season opening win against Arizona. Only one reception for Colley, but boy did he make it count when he did catch that pass. I expect him to continue to get more looks as the season goes along. But as Jeff Grimes said yesterday, the strength of the BYU's offense is the offense. Thank you, Quinn Snyder, for all you, you Utah Jazz fans out there. All right, without further ado, here's Dylan Colley with me yesterday after practice. Here with Dylan Colley. Dylan, first things first, take us through that circus catch in that Arizona game. Is that a Colley special, I guess we can call it? No, that's just, you know, it was an opportunity where I got the chance to go in and take advantage of the time that I had. And so, you know, uh, just grateful that it happened. And, you know, it was a decent catch with some good concentration. And I'm just glad Tanner gave me the chance to, to make that catch. You've been here a relatively short time considering your grad transfer from Hawaii, but how much did that win mean to this program? Yeah, I mean, it means a lot. It means going in that we get to go into Cal and we get to go up and we get the opportunity to kind of have the advantage of knowing that um, we can play with, you know, with with the Power Fives and, and do things like that. And so to be able to go into Cal this week and know we're at home and to be back at Lavelle Edwards Stadium where, you know, I have a pretty good feeling that it's going to be it's going to be pretty packed. And so to be able to have that energy going off that, um, you know, and coming into Cal, another tough, tough opponent, you know, it's a, it's a blessing. And we're just you know, preparing every single day to make sure that we go in with the same attitude every single game because it is a new week and we got to prove something every single week. So we saw your brother and you in a video, like, having – chest bump whatnot mm-hmm. off of that game what did that moment mean for you to actually finally suit up in a BYU uniform hey, man, a lot man I, uh, I think of all the times that I kind of thought about that growing up and trying to have the chance to be with my brothers and stuff like that and so I didn't know that he was going to be down there or anything and so I always you know when I come out I go always I always go down to the end zone and um, to be able to be in that uniform and to wear that number and to have that name on the back and to, to have him there I mean it's, uh, it's 25 years, something that I've always wanted, and so to be able to have it was, was cool, and I just can't wait for next week. So it was a surprise. You didn't know he was going to no, be there. No, I, I <laughs> didn't. So just to be able to see him down there and kind of took me by surprise. But, um, you know, it, it was it was hands down probably one of the coolest moments of my, my entire football career to have him down there. So We've seen you in a BYU uniform in terms of practice before your mission and whatnot. What's it going to mean to you first time running out of the tunnel at Lavelle Edwards Stadium? Yeah, I mean, to be with this team and to be able to have the opportunity to go up against Cal and know that, you know, uh, we're, we're back at home and, and the opportunity to go 2-0, and um, I mean, I, I don't think I could have dreamed anything anything better. Um, and so to be able to have that, that home feeling, it's a know that as soon as we walk out onto that field and through that tunnel and you hear the band and... I mean, there's there's a few places that feel like home more than, than what Lavelle Edwards Stadium is to me and to, and to this team. So it's it's going to be incredible. Ten different guys caught passes last week. Can we expect more of that going forward? Uh, man, we got players, man. We got athletes everywhere. And so whether it be the tight ends, the running backs, um, the receivers, it's wherever it's going. It's it's going to be it's going to be a good time. And so to be able to say that you've got ten different guys from fullbacks, like Brayden Bakery to receivers like Neil Powell. I mean. Uh, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of defensive preparation to stop something like that. If you had some time to look at the Cal film. What do you expect? Yeah, I expect a battle, man. I mean, 
They're, uh, they're a team that likes to go one high, and they like to do things a certain way in terms of being aggressive. And, you know, the, the most important thing that we can do is just execute our offense to the best of our ability, and that's something that our coaches have preached since day one, and that's uh, to be in midseason form all the time. And so that's what you hear out here. You hear a higher standard. You hear a bunch of different things that, you know, mean greatness, and that's how you get there is expectation. And so we set that upon ourselves every single day. Okay, last thing for me, you grew up around this program. Provo is essentially a second home for you. Where is your favorite spot around town or what to do? To do? Yeah. I, I think to do might be just to go into the movies. And the favorite, like, my favorite place to eat right now would probably have to be Sweeto Burrito. Okay. That place is dang good. And I went to J-Dogs last night for the first time in a while, and that made me pretty nostalgic. Okay. So my wife just didn't want to go with me. She didn't want the hot dog, so I was like, all right, I'll go by myself. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much. No worries. No worries. Thank you. There you go. Dylan Cauley went to J-Dogs by himself because his wife didn't want to go get J-Dogs. Um, I'm a big fan of J-Dogs. I think they're pretty good, uh, but hats off to him. Sweeto Burrito. Um, by the way, if you guys have food takes, please send them to me. I have not been to Sweeto Burrito. I have heard many things about it. They actually uh, sponsor um, some stuff on my radio station with the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, but I have not yet been to Sweeto Burrito, so I'll have to give it a shot. Let me know what you think at Jacob C. Hatch or at Locked On BYU. Big thanks to Austin Colley for taking the time. You can tell he's just he he's a laser focused individual. He wants to be the best. He wants to win games, and I think he's going to play a bigger role for the Cougars going forward. He only had the one catch against Arizona. Big catch, no doubt about it. I expect him to see more targets, more opportunities. That his ability to run the ball, particularly in BYU's jet sweep actions is a great addition. There's other guys that can do that. Of course, Aleva Hifo is going to be a major, major part of that. But I think Dylan Call is going to have plenty of plenty of roles to play in this offense. We'll see what happens Saturday night against Cal. Here's hoping for a big night for Austin. It was also cool to get his thoughts on seeing his brother. He did, Not Austin, Dylan, I apologize. He saw Austin at that game against Arizona. He said he didn't know about it, so exciting times for him. But thanks to Dylan Colley for taking the time. All right, we'll take our penultimate timeout here on the show. Come back, listener mailbag time. Your questions, my answers, we'll get to it next. But real quick, the Locked On Network is continuing to, continuing to expand with college shows. Coming this week are Locked On Wolverines, Locked On Buckeyes, and Locked On Seminoles. Plus, they already have Locked On shows for the Ducks, Nittany Lions, Bears, Crimson Tide, Wildcats, Razorbacks, Volunteers, and of course, what you're listening to right here, Locked On BYU. Check out your favorite college shows on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. We'll be back on the other side. Listener mailbag next. This is Locked On BYU. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Guys, football is here. The NFL kicks off tonight, and that means it's fantasy football season, and FanDuel has never been more fun or easier to play. If you're not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the best place for you to play this season. FanDuel is something for everyone, and there are more ways to win than ever before. 
Don't believe us? How's this sound? This season, FanDuel is running a free $250,000 Survivor Contest. This is the biggest free Survivor Contest ever. Here's how it works. You pick one team to win each week, and you can't reuse that team again for the rest of the season. This locks before this week, week one, so don't miss out on your chance and sign up now. Check out FanDuel. I really enjoy the Daily Fantasy Leagues. It's a fun experience. You get to pick new teams and new players each and every week and even daily if you so choose, and you win money. That's one of my favorite parts about it. You can win money straight up. To get in on the free $250,000 Survivor Contest, I need you guys to go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Plus, new users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. Come play with me at FanDuel.com slash locked on. On BYU, your team every day. This is Locked On BYU. As you heard the voice lady just say, my name is Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast, covering the BYU Cougars for you every day. Best segment of the week, in my opinion. I love when we have our listener interactions, have a chance to answer your questions. You've kind of been kicking around, so let's get to it. Let's not waste time here. First thing, coming in from Spencer Wilson. He's at Wilson11Spencer. I'm guessing that was your number in sports, Spencer. I like number 11. Brandon Doman comes to mind, most notably the Dominator. But his question here says, With not seeing Bo Hodge, also seems that he has gone super quiet since his dad's comments. Do you think he transfers? In a word, Spencer, no. Bo has been out there. He's been slowed by some leg injuries. It appeared that he had some sleeves on his legs when I saw him after practice the other day that looked like sleeves that would be for a shin splint type of a deal, but very well could be for something also regarding, let's say, a calf injury, etc. Like I said, he's he's been slowed by those injuries, but when he's been healthy, he's been a great player. We've just seen it in so little um, so little time, most notably you look back at that Utah State game for about, what, two and a half quarters. He was so good against the Aggies. I'm hopeful he gets back on the field, but I do not think he transfers. Bo came to BYU because he wanted the BYU experience. He was a pivotal part of getting his cousin Tristan Hodge to transfer to BYU. He likes being in Provo. It's something that he he enjoys, so I don't think he transfers. So hopefully that answers your question. All right, a couple other questions coming in. Question that came in from a good friend of mine, Scott Sunblom. I've played basketball with him. Scott says, Matt Hadley was an effective effective defensive player and now is a fifth-string running back. Why did the coaches change his position? Um, Short answer, I don't know. I, I thought he was a great linebacker when he was healthy. He got the extra year back after suffering a season-ending injury a year ago, Scott. But I... Man, it's tough because Matt was such a good running back in high school. I think the coaches saw it as an opportunity to get him on the field because maybe he was going to be a second or third string linebacker. He moved from defensive back to linebacker uh, two years ago. So I don't know why he's mired on the running back depth chart once again and hasn't moved back to linebacker. It definitely could still happen. But I feel, I feel like the move was made because the coaches, particularly Ed Lamb, who coaches the linebackers, maybe saw him as having an opportunity to contribute elsewhere on this team, and they decided to make the move. 
let's be honest, it hasn't worked out because I think they probably expected him to actually play at running back. And he still could have a role to play in that regard. He's been doing some kick returns. He was out there with Aleva Hifo, I believe, against Arizona. So we'll see what he can do. A uh, couple other things here. Jim Bray at Jim Bray 18. He has a great avatar, Jim. The brown paper bag over your face is classic. I love it. He says, as Gunnar Romney returns from injury, he'll be joining what seems to be a very deep wide receiver and tight end group with no, quote, go-to guy yet established. Can receiving by committee be a viable season-long option, or would it be better better for a true number one to emerge? And if so, can Romney be that guy? Okay, a couple of parts to your answer here, Jim. There is no go-to guy, and I don't think there will be this year. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. As I mentioned earlier, Jeff Grimes yesterday, to quote, he, he channeled his inner Quinn Snyder and said, the strength of our offense is the offense. And... I don't think that's a bad thing. It would be great to have a number one guy emerge that you know on third and eight that you're going to go to him. It doesn't matter who's covering him. He's going to find himself open. He's going to make a big play. I don't see that guy on the roster quite yet. I think Gunnar Romney could become that, but he's only a freshman. He's been slowed by a hamstring injury that was slow to heal. He's finally getting back to health. I think he's a great player, and I think he could emerge as a number one option down the road. I'm just not convinced it's going to happen this year. To reiterate, I want to see a number one guy for BYU this year, but I do feel like it's going to be a by-committee type of season for BYU in terms of the tight ends and wide receivers. I'd be happy to be wrong, but we'll see what happens with that. A couple of questions real quick here. Jake Dean at DJ Snell. He says, Collie didn't get the ball much, referring to Dylan, who we just interviewed. But when he was, he was explosive. Do you think the offense will find ways to get him more involved? I do. I think he'll be running more jet sweeps. I think he'll have more options playing in that slot position in terms of option routes, hopefully. I just think that they're going to try and get him on track. He he's Let's be honest, he's relatively new to this program. He hasn't had some of the time that some other receivers have had in working with Tanner Mangum. He's probably worked with him over the summer to a degree, but it still takes time for that rapport to develop, and I still think that's going to be coming along. All right, one other question here before we got to go, and that comes in from Jared Labrum. He asks, Arizona was a different game plan, I understand, but I'm not convinced quite yet if BYU will have a pass rush. Maybe Kirby being on the depth chart will help. Um, Of course, Jared is at Jared Labrum. He uses his name, one of those lucky people that gets to use his name, and it works out as his Twitter handle. It was a different defensive scheme in terms of the defensive line and pass rush against Arizona. I'm with you, Jared. I'm holding my breath, waiting to see what they do this weekend. It's more of a traditional attack with a guy like Ross Bowers in the backfield for Cal. And we'll see if Trajan Peely and and Corbin Kafusi, the rest of the defensive ends, Uriah Leatawa, Devin Kafusi, etc., if they can generate that pass rush we've all been waiting for. Wayne Kirby, to me, is not a guy that's going to collapse the pocket. I He's a he's a more of a run-stuffing type of defensive tackle. If he is able to collapse the pocket from the middle as a defensive tackle, that would be great. But like I said, I'm holding my breath, and we'll see what happens this weekend. So there you go. Some of the questions you had, I wanted to get to as many as I possibly could. Feel free to keep sending them sending them in at LockedOnBYU or my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. 
It's a pleasure to have you guys involved in the show. It's been an honor to have you guys downloading the show, supporting it. Our numbers continue to stay very strong, so thank you so much for your support of the podcast. Reminder for you guys, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnBYU. Please share it with your family and friends. Let them know about the podcast. If you want to drop an email to the show, you can do that at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Also find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you so much for tuning in. Back tomorrow, final notes before the Cal game. Get you my score predictions, and should be a lot of fun. Thanks so much for downloading us today. This has been Locked on BYU for September 6th, 2018. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.